Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Hello, welcome. Good morning. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. (laughs) Truman Show. So this is another episode of the Todd Donald Show. And on this episode, I have Christina Ann um, in the past. What I mean by that is that it is an interview from 2016, and you're in the uh, All About Theater series. So I'm going to give you just a little bit of contextual information about uh, how this interview came to, to, to be. And uh, I'm going to start off by saying it's March 18th. So as much as I wish as I could leave these podcasts evergreen, I got to make a note at least once about what's going on. We all know what's going on. I myself have been in quarantine from <laughs> civilization since early January, and I'm still all right. So I uh, hope that in a much bigger population place like it is in Ontario for my friends and family and anywhere else that you're being sensible, keeping clean. Again, in this episode is Christine and she is a pole dancer. And what I mean by that is not the old uh, single association that people might have with pole dancing being in the strip clubs and an unclassy type affair. Pole dancing is actually not only one of the one of the main components of any Cirque performance, but it's also very seriously a form of fitness and um, artistic performance. And it does, it deserves that respect. And uh, I sort of lean into that aspect a little bit too much in this, uh, in this past interview because uh, it was a year before people were talking about what white knighting is, and I had no idea about that. I was just one of those people who was doing that on this particular episode. I came across Christina Ann on Instagram, and we had a couple mutual friends. And I was very intrigued to know more about what she did as a performer. And, you know, just to round out the experience of the podcast at the time, which was the iTod Lounge, because, you know, I I don't think musicians are stale, but I find that a podcast that interviews artists might become a little stale if it's only musicians and not uh, a collective of different types of art and performance. So this was a cool chance to, to do that and to, to chat with someone about something I never chatted about before. So when we planned to meet up, I chose a neutral setting because it was a stranger, and we were going to try to record in the Princess Cafe in Uptown Waterloo. It was pretty busy. So where we ended up recording the interview was in the downstairs area of the Princess Cinema, which I don't know what it is now, but at the time, it was just an open space with paintings up, supposedly sporting itself as a gallery. Maybe it's still that now. I haven't been there in a while. And so we chatted about pole artistry, performance, and how it's used as a fitness thing. And I, of course, White Knight. Enjoy. Regiment, or not regiment. Hi. <laughs> so, welcome. To, so, have you done many interviews before? Uh, no, this is probably my first interview. Okay. I think so. 
So you're you're one of the you're going to be one of the first people speaking on behalf of of this area about uh, about pole dancing and. There used to be Impact. That was my understanding. Is it was in Kitchener. Uh, I never went to that studio, but they still offer chair classes sometimes. But we used to be. See, I always forget the addresses. We used yeah. to be where Dake, there's Dake Sushi and Damani Hair, and there was a McDonald's that broke my heart when it closed. <laughs> but we used to have a small studio there, and we just recently moved to 60 Bathurst, and we're called Brass Butterflies. And yeah, anyone can come. Guys, girls, transgender, whatever you are. If you want to check us out, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. When you first got into it, what was your favorite thing that drew you to... Uh, pursuing becoming good at it and doing performance and getting out there um well i'm kind of on the tiny side i've always been on the tiny side it's not anything that i've uh had to work at but i know heather the owner of the studio um said when she first started pole dancing i think it was in oakville she lost a ton of weight and she felt good about herself she felt strong she felt empowered and she realized this was something that she wanted to pursue as a, an instructor so she got certified and I think for women it's really important for us to accept that um, our sexuality isn't something that we need to be afraid of it's not something that we need to shy away from and pole dancing helps you to become strong inside and out and so that's definitely for me right on well I remember well, you see it mostly in movies now. There's there's these movies that happen in like settler times. It's like, oh, she has tattoos. She's a witch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, these days, I think people are hip enough to know that you're not a witch if you uh, if you're not like. Throw me in the water, see if I float. <laughs> That's the rule. If you float, then they'll burn you. Yeah. If yeah. if you don't fit in at Westboro, in um, <laughs> in Westboro. Well, it's hard. Um, obviously, I've I've stepped outside of the box doing pole dancing, even at my age. I'm probably one of the, I think I'm the top three oldest girls at the studio, and that's fine. It doesn't bother me. Um, but even in my job as a as an educational therapist, I have blue hair for one. Yeah. I have piercings. I have visible tattoos. I think it's 2016, and people just need to to get over it. This is just, this is my personal life. But when I open my mouth and I talk about the things that I know how to talk about and I talk about my therapy or I talk about pole dancing, I think it doesn't take very long before people realize that this is just who I am. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be um, embarrassed about. There's, There's nothing that I'm doing that isn't something that anybody can do. Yeah. And one, one thing that even I find in life and that most people find out, especially when you get out of that, that bubble of, you know, you're in university, everyone's around you all the time, you don't have to, anything to figure out. Mm-hmm. And when, when you're in the real world long enough and you're, you're you know, you, you have a family or you're, you're trying to maintain relationships with friends and all this stuff, is that you can't please everybody all the time. Um, and it, it becomes harder. So your dedication to... To, to learning and practicing and doing the routines um, takes a lot of focus and energy mm-hmm. and um, plus plus with work and everything else uh, so what does what does that lead to well I've only been doing it since September so there's a the Canadian pole fitness Association has um, they have competitions not infrequently there was one just in May in Toronto that I was part of 
There's also a pole sport organization, but I don't know if it's preemptive to say, but I think they're going to be joining pretty soon, so it's just going to be the CPFA. Um, typically, it's bigger in the States, so more people know about it over there, but we do have our we do have our organization here, so I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is the CPFA is going to have an Ontario chapter. So if you want to compete, you just <laughs> exercise your little heart out, and you can pay someone to help you choreograph a routine, or you come up with your own routine. Generally speaking, people don't enter competitions with as little um, pole dancing behind their belts like I did. Yeah. But I did it anyway because I'm just crazy like that. And sometimes you could take your pole dancing to certain clubs if that's what you wanted to do and right. make some money on the side. Most people that are out there, they're just doing it for fitness because it's more fun than the gym. Mm -hmm. I've, and I've, I've, I've heard about it and seen it a lot as, as being like a, a cultural thing nowadays where people are using it for fitness. And not, not to keep going back to it, but like that misconception thing makes me laugh so much. <laughs> we were like, talking about dirty dancing, right? And how yeah. there's always been a stigma around dancing regardless of what kind of music you're dancing to or what kind of moves you're doing. I mean, I'm pretty sure we talked about this. People back in the 20s had to hide the fact that they were doing the Charleston. There's mm -hmm. nothing overtly sexual or anything about that it's just dancing I think that it's been a challenge for me as a dancer to be respected using that word dancer yeah and that's the bottom line I think for me because people look at you and they say no you're not dancing you're just pretending that you're dancing so there's no real talent. yeah there's no talent there's no skill that's involved yeah. in that for what it's worth as a musician uh, think about the history of music and how well respected it is today from a history of being regarded as the devil's music, yeah. like rock and roll when Drums. it came out. So it's what you do with it that mm -hmm. really matters. And performance-wise, is there anything that's upcoming? Yeah, well, we've got the... Um, our Brass Butterflies has our open house in July in a couple weeks, and we're selling tickets for that. So anyone wants to come and check us out, they can see the showcase. They'll be performing Lyra. They're going to be the Silks. Um, so Lyra is just like the hoops. Right. Um, they'll be doing chair troupe, we're going to be doing regular pole dancing, there's going to be solos, and so we start all the way from introductory basics um, all the way up to master's classes, right. girls, and then in Hamilton in October there's Vertical Love, which is going to be a bigger showcase on yeah. an actual stage, and that's, that's going to go all the way from competition pieces all the way up to erotic, so it's going to be a lot of fun too. Right on. Yeah. Well, art is art, and expression is expression. In ten words or less, to someone who is an aspiring pole dancer, what's your wisdom? What's to my impart? wisdom? Literally, pole is for everybody. I can do it in five. Okay, before we go, I want to thank Christina for being on the ITOD Lounge again. And uh, where where can people find out more about the uh, the dancing on the internet? Um, you can go to Instagram. Brass Butterflies has a beautiful Instagram. And also you can find us on Facebook, Brass Butterflies there. Or you can go to brassbutterflies.com and find out all about our pricing, our memberships, our classes, when our open house is, because you really should check us out then. I think it's January, uh, sorry, July 14th. I don't even know. I'm in it, and I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'll definitely be there and performing. And uh, we have a bar, 
So don't bring your little kids. It might be a little too intense for them, but if you... Uh... Which doesn't make it evil. No, or... no, 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 not at all. It's just... We don't, we don't have anyone at our studio currently dancing who is younger than 18, and the reason is because of insurance. You yeah. have to sign waivers for safety reasons, and no one under 18 is yeah. uh, considered responsible enough for themselves. So we are going to be opening up the studio to younger people, especially for the silks and the hoops, just currently. It's not cool. what we're doing. There is a guy who comes to our studio who's been coming out regularly, and we were talking the other day because um, I do reception at Brass Butterflies, and he was saying that his family's been pretty accepting of him pole dancing, except for his dad. And finally, after a long discussion around the family dinner table, his dad said, "Well, you're all nude while you're there, right?" <laughs> no. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Todd Donald Show. Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends.